Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's the Fish Tank Guy here, and welcome to the Fish Tank Guy podcast. Today is Thursday, June 20th, 2019. It's been a solid month and a half since my last podcast, so for all five of you dedicated listeners, I apologize for the delay in um, you know getting this next podcast out, but I've just been busy, you know? What can I say? So uh, today we got a good uh, we got a good lineup for you, I guess. I got some random stuff to talk about to start. I'll give you some updates on my fish tanks. I'll give you a video game roundup. I got uh, five movie reviews in five minutes or less. Most of these movies are middle of the road this time around. Um, the fish tank topic of the week is aquarium blackouts. Um, if you're not quite sure what that is, stick around and give it a listen. Um, and then I'll wind up with the fish of the week. Um, am I going to hit 30 minutes? Absolutely not. There's no way I'm going to hit 30 minutes because I never hit 30 minutes even when I have nothing to talk about. So I appreciate you guys sticking with me for the entire podcast if you would. However, uh, this month on YouTube, I'm actually going to be adding timestamps into the video description. Um, so you guys can jump around if you'd like to listen to one topic or another. Um, so, yeah, I'm trying to, uh, you know, respect your time there. All right. So, uh, how's everybody doing? It's uh, middle of June already, which is absolutely crazy that that over a half a month of summer is already gone. Um, it's been raining like nobody's business here. It's raining right now. And, um, yeah, the rain has been pretty rough. So, uh, my stepson plays baseball. Um, baseball, if you're not into baseball don't don't have your kids play baseball don't just you know i mean support them obviously if they want to play baseball which is what we're doing but i would say do not encourage engagement into baseball if you're not a baseball fan because baseball just like it's like it's like hey hey um hey do you want you got free time after work right how about how about you don't have any of that none of that that'd be fine let's let's go with that let's go with no free time um, because gosh dang, like baseball is sometimes three days a week and I kid you not, it's like three hours a night plus travel time. So we're looking at like, and you, and, and they have to get there early, right? So you're looking at like three and a half hours a night, three and a half hours a night. Now I grew up playing basketball. I played baseball a little when I was a kid, but I was never really all that into it. I think I played maybe two or three seasons, but like basketball, like you go to practice, it's one hour. You go to a game, it's an hour or less even. So it's just like, oh my gosh, man, baseball is just, it's absolutely killing me. Um, but it, I mean, it's fun to see uh, my stepson improve and get a little bit better. You know, I was always a terrible hitter. Um, and, you know, it's kind of sad when my best story about baseball was like a screw up that turned into a victory. So, one day, one of the games I was playing, I was out in the outfield, um, as usual, because that's where they put the kids who are not as good at baseball. Um, so I was out in the outfield, and I was—I didn't even—I didn't have cleats, right? I just had sneakers with freaking worn-off bottoms from playing basketball, right? So it was like—it um, was in the evening, and it had recently rained, so the field was kind of wet, and I was out there just kind of—I was—I was like half paying attention. You know, I don't even know if I had my glove on my hand. I might have been holding it. I'm not really sure. But, of course, and, and I didn't do that the whole game, right? So, of course, when I do do that, when I, like, relax a little bit, like, 
like you're not relaxing the entire time you're playing baseball. Um, so like when I went to relax, somebody cracked one out to probably right field or wherever I was. They cracked it out to right field and, and like I panicked, right? I panicked. I like shoved my glove onto my hand and I started to back up and I, my feet went right out from under me and I landed on my back. And all I could do, and I couldn't see the ball anymore, all I could do was stick my arm out over my head and close my eyes for fear the ball was going to hit me in the face. And I and I magically caught the ball. I magically caught it. The coach got me a root beer float after the game. We used to go out for ice cream after most of our games when I was a kid. And the coach got me a root beer float because he said it was such an awesome catch. But what he didn't say is... Hey, by the way, I saw you out there screwing around. You didn't even have your glove on. You don't have the proper baseball attire or equipment. You fell on your butt. You stuck your hand up. And by the grace of God, you didn't get hit hit in the face with the ball. That's what he didn't say. So, you know, whatever. Um, that, that was my baseball highlight. So if that tells you anything about my baseball career, that's pretty much where we're at. So, um, you know, in other news... Uh, what else? What else has like caught my attention lately? Oh, uh, does anybody go to Little Caesars? Does anybody eat pizza at Little Caesars? Some people think Little Caesars is like the um, the the crappiest pizza you can get. Other people like it. Other people realize like you get what you pay for. It's like less than six bucks for a pizza that you can just walk in and pick up. Like I I don't love Little Caesars, but I like it. I like it. And, you know, maybe you can, maybe you're judging me and saying that my taste is poor, but I'm a simple man, you know, I'm just like, I'm a simple dude, right? So I just, uh, I, and, and right now they got this app, right? They got this freaking app. And if you, if you order your pizza on an app, on the app, you get a free two liter. So not only are you getting a pizza for $5 and 55 cents, you're getting a free two liter. So it's like, the two liter, like you could say, like, hey, the two liters a buck, the pizza's four dollars and forty four cents. It's like you can't beat that, right? Well, Little Caesars, I don't know why they did this, but it's like they're going above and beyond, right? They created the pizza portal. I don't know if you've heard of this, and it sounds really stupid on paper, but like when you order online and you go to the store to get your pizza, you no longer have to interact with anyone. You walk up to this box. You punch in the code, and this little door opens, and you grab your pizza. And I was like, I was like, you know, this is really silly. Why do they spend money on this? But hey, whatever. It's what they want to do. Well, unfortunately, I've uh, I've come to like the pizza portal to the point where uh, I ordered a pizza the other week, and they told me that I had to get the pizza at the counter instead of getting it out of the pizza portal, and I almost considered not going to get it. <laughs> it's like, yo, I come, I don't come here for your your person-to-person interaction. I come here to punch in my code and watch the little door open up, and I can take the pizza out myself, right? That's what I come here for. I'm a simple man. I just... I want the door to open up there and I want to take my pizza out. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what it is about it, but for some reason I like it now. And if I get a message that says I got to go pick up my pizza at the counter, I'm like bummed out. I'm freaking bummed out. So kudos to Little Caesars. There's some genius mastermind. Maybe it's Caesar himself 
sitting in his office who came up with this idea. Well, oh, it'd be really, you know what? It'd be cool if they, uh, if they came to the store. They, they punched in a coder, they scanned their phone, and a door opened, and they grabbed their pizza. Right? Somebody thought that was a good idea, and it actually worked. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Good, good for them, right? Uh. Yeah, so anyway, um, in other news, I have a pool, as many of you may know, because I mentioned it on the podcast before last summer. The pool continues to be a pain in the butt, so it's turned green three times because I don't run the filter long enough because I either didn't change the timer, that was the first time, and then I didn't check the filter for a few days, and it like deprimed itself, so it wasn't moving water throughout the pool. So then the pool turned green again, and it was green initially. So there's your three times, and it's just like, dude, I don't. I spend more time cleaning the pool than I do in the pool, and so far, I spent more time cleaning the pool than anyone has spent in the pool. So. Pools are questionable at best. Let's let's be honest. Let's be honest. Unless you're a fish, right? Like, unless you're a literal fish or you're one of those people who love being in water all the time, um, buy a pool table, right? It's got pool in the... It's, it's also a pool. It's also a form of pool, right? Buy a pool table. When you're not using it, it just sits there. You don't have to do anything. And then when you walk up to it, it's ready for action and you you know, rack up the cue balls and you're good to go, right? So maybe as an alternative to buying a pool, buy a pool table. That's so, that's my advice of the week. Maybe, I don't know. That's the advice of the week. Buy a pool table instead of a pool. Um, uh, also, I have allergies. Does anybody else have allergies? Does anybody have allergies to the point where it, it basically like brings your day to a screeching halt? Because over Memorial Day weekend, we went out to camp and the second day that we were there, I was like sneezing like nobody's business and my nose was running and um uh my my sister-in-law's boyfriend was like hey um hey man here try some benadryl it really helps me and i was like i don't i don't know man i think benadryl like makes me really tired but i'm dying so i'm gonna try it i tell you man i took that benadryl i could not stay awake I was falling asleep everywhere. I'd sit down by the campfire and pass out. And then I'd go in the camper and I'd try to read a book or something and I'd fall asleep. And it was it was brutal. It was absolutely brutal. And I only have allergies end of May, early June, and then sometimes end of August. Not really. But in the middle, they, they, they're completely gone. I haven't had any, any allergies for like a few weeks now. Well, two weeks. But it's like when I get them... They're debilitating, which is crazy, um, you know. And I can't really complain about them because it's all I have, right? Some people, you know, they're they're blind or they're deaf, right? I just have some seasonal allergies. I'm not trying to make a big deal out of it, but it's just so weird how they like come and go. And sometimes they can be like really, really nasty, and other times like I barely notice them. So I don't know if anybody else has allergies out there. If you have uh, you know, any you know, fun tips and tricks to not sneeze 300 times a day, um, you know, leave a comment or send me an email or call me, a, something, it's, it's crazy, um, all right, anyway, so there you go, there's the random thoughts of the week, uh, the pizza portal is cool, um, don't encourage your kid to play baseball, um, unless they want to, obviously, and, um, what were the other things, um, oh, allergies suck, and, um, 
oh, uh, consider getting a pool table instead of a pool. Those are my those are my tips for the week. All right, so uh, let's do the fish tank updates. Fish tank updates. Uh, don't really have a lot to update because I haven't been spending any time on my fish tanks. They all look like absolute total freaking garbage. And I actually just bought another one. So if that says anything about the state of my mind and my mental well-being, then I don't know what it says, but it says something, right? Uh, so uh, the caveat is the tank that I bought, I'm going to take to work and put on my desk at work. Don't know how well that's going to go over with people who come in and be like, hey, why do you have a fish tank on your desk? You're not spending any of your work time working on that fish tank, are you? Oh, of course, absolutely not. How dare you, sir? How dare you make an assumption that I would spend quality company time maintaining my at-work desk aquarium? How dare you, sir? I come in three hours early in the morning to take care of this tank. I will have you know. Check the footage. Check the footage. So anyway, um, I got an awesome tank. I'm not going to tell you about it now because I'm going to post a video on YouTube there. And you guys can check it out. I'm going to do an unboxing and a, and a setup video and a, all that good stuff. I think I might. Oh, no. Oh, for me. Oh, I'm getting sleepy. Um... I think I might actually do uh, how to set up a nice desk aquarium on a budget. So there's a difference between setting up a tank on a budget and setting up a nice tank on a budget. And this tank I got is nice. And now it costs a little bit more than I, I will give away that it's a five gallon tank, right? It's a five gallon tank. It will. It does cost a little bit more than like bare bones five dollar tank, but the benefits it's got it actually is like an all in one tank. The benefits are amazing, so it you can you can create a really nice at work desk aquarium setup, and I'm gonna make a video for that, and I hope you guys check it out and enjoy it. Um, so yeah, so I got that going on. Um, I'm 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 at home by myself today, so I'm gonna clean out my bio cube. I'm gonna do probably a 10 gallon water change, which is almost half of the volume of the tank because it is out of hand. Um, and then, you know, the fish tank tower is doing fine. I, I added the fish of the week to the fish tank tower last week and he's doing well. So that's cool. And, um, the five gallon Pico reef is, I'm having a rough time with that. Um, and the fish tank topic of the week is based on some issues I'm having with that. So that's, I'm tying everything together. It's all coming full circle. It's like a circle. There's no end. There's no corner. One go into the other. I don't, I'm not trying to be whatever, but that's from a movie. So it wasn't me being, you know, being culturally insensitive, you could say. It's from a movie. It's from, um, is it from, uh, it's from the Adam Sandler movie. Uh, Adam Sandler and Kevin James. I can't remember the name of it. It's the one where they pretend to be lovers for uh, financial purposes, I think. I can't remember. Anyway, okay. So uh, there are the fish tank updates. Here you go. Uh, let's go to the video game roundup. That's what I'm calling it, the video game roundup. I will be calling it that from now on. Uh, pretty short update. Uh, still playing Fortnite because I am a drone of the system. Oh, I got a drone. Um, I'll talk about that next, next time. Um, uh, I got it for Father's Day because 
I am what you would consider a phenomenal stepfather. Uh, if you look up phenomenal in the book, um, in, no, I was going to say in a dictionary, you wouldn't see me, and phenomenal stepfather wouldn't be in the dictionary, so it it fell flat. I uh, wasn't going anywhere with that. Um, so, but anyway, uh, I guess I got a drone. Uh, I'll talk to you guys about that. It's pretty cool. Um, it's a little sketchy, but it's cool. Um, anyway, I'm still playing Fortnite because I'm a huge loser and I enjoy it very much. And I'm trying to only play it with my buddies instead of playing any solos, but it still grabs me with its little sticky, icky fingers. And he goes, Hey, come play me. Come play me. You can get better at this game instead of sucking. Right? But I can't because I've been playing it for a year and I'm still just mediocre at it. So, anyway, I'm uh, playing Fortnite. Uh, I'm almost going to be finished with Halo 1. I only have a couple levels left, which is exciting. And I just bought a new game like two weeks ago. And I considered buying this when it came out, but the reviews were very, like, mediocre. Uh, but I love the game that the team who worked on this game made years and years ago, which was Banjo-Kazooie. Banjo-Kazooie is one of my top five games of all time. He was just announced in Smash Brothers at E3. And if you go on YouTube and you type in Streamers React to banjo kazoo or uh to banjo kazooie smash brothers the the one that has like a very yellow puzzle pc um screen cap is hilarious like not only is it funny but it like just brings a smile to your face that these people with this like like unabashed you know complete nerd out fandom moment when Banjo-Kazooie shows up in Smash Brothers. <clears throat> I was like smiling through like most of the video because it was just, it was, it was awesome. Like the moment when they realize that's who it is and they go, oh, oh, banjo they are freaking out. It's awesome. So look, check that out. I'll put a link to it actually in the description because um, I think it's hilarious. Uh, so anyway, I bought a game called Ukulele and uh, I bought it for the Xbox One instead of the Switch because I'm, I'm an achievement guy. Uh, so... Yeah, I start reading reviews about it, and I read that basically six months after the game came out, there was a massive patch for it that addressed a lot of the complaints that were in the reviews. So I figured, you know, I might give it a try. Um, the only thing I was concerned about is one of the comments about ukulele in many of the reviews was that uh, the worlds were too big, which is something that I didn't like about Banjo-Tooie. You could easily get lost in the worlds and... You know, it, it made the game kind of like cumbersome to play. And I was worried about that. But knowing that and knowing I did do a little research about the game before I even started it, I decided to play the game in a manner that made it less cumbersome, even though the worlds are pretty big. So for those of you who have it or are thinking about get it, getting it, what I actually did <clears throat> was... Uh, so in the reviews, a lot of what they said is you do backtracking. Like you'll get to a world... And you don't have um, like a certain move, like a certain uh, you know ability with your character that you need to get one of the pages. They're called pages to get one of these pages. So then you have to go back to the world later. So what I decided to do was I decided to prioritize getting all of the moves in the game first, and then I went back to the first world, and then I could get everything. So like I didn't like go into the world, get what I could go to the next world, then go back, and then, like, go back again. Like, I went once, 
I got enough quills. That's how you get moves. I got enough quills to get all the moves and then some. Like, So I would go to each world, get all the obvious quills, and then buy all the moves throughout all the worlds and then go back to the first world. So right now, I'm a little over halfway through. Um, I've opened up all five worlds. I've gotten everything in the first world and I'm moving on to the second world. And the game is actually pretty fun. Um, it's enjoyable. I'll put a link to the description. Uh, put a link to it in the description if you guys want to check it out. Um, but it's actually not bad at all. If you like Banjo Kazooie, if you like 3D platformers, um, there are some frustrating things about it. Some of the mini games and the camera can still get a little weird at times. But <clears throat> it's definitely worth checking out if that if that style of game is something that you have enjoyed in the past. So um, ukulele, big thumbs up to that. And uh, that's all for the Video Game Roundup. Thank you for listening to the Video Game Roundup here on the Fish Tank Guy podcast. All right. So <clears throat> let's get into... Oh, shoot. We got, <coughs> we got five movie reviews in five minutes or less. I've already talked 20 minutes, so I told you I wasn't going to even hit... You know what? I'm going to pause for a second, and then I'm going to be right back because <clears throat> I'm struggling. I'm struggling. Okay, all right, man, I, I need to get something to drink. I was struggling pretty badly. All right, okay, so uh, five movie reviews in five minutes or less. These movies are not great, so I'm actually going to try to do it in five minutes, okay? Uh, the first one is Isn't It Romantic? It's a movie with Rebel Wilson. It's about a girl who thinks romantic comedies are stupid, and one day she wakes up in one. Um, there were some funny parts, but overall I thought it was really cheesy, and it just wasn't for me. I gave it a C-. minus. Uh, like, I guess there were parts of it worth watching once, so that's why I gave it a C-. Um, next movie is The Prodigy, or maybe it's just called Prodigy. Um, it's about a kid who... Hmm, how do I describe this without giving it away? Um, he's, like, possessed in some way, or there's something up with him, right? And, uh, actually, you learn early on in the movie. You learn early on in the movie. Okay, so it is essentially a movie about reincarnation. So there's a kid who has the soul or the whatever of somebody who died the day that he was born in him, but it's like not good. Um, But the movie was really dumb. It wasn't scary. Uh, It wasn't really all that interesting. They could have done it a lot better. It was a waste of time. It was an F. It was a freaking F. And I don't give too many movies Fs. So do not watch Prodigy. I think let me let me double check the name here. Is it Prodigy? Prodigy movie. Let me look. It is called The Prodigy. So don't watch The Prodigy. It was bad. Um, the next movie is the best movie on my list this week. It was called The Dawn Wall. It was about two guys who um, made 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 it like a goal, like a life goal to scale the Dawn Wall on El Capitan, which is this huge mountain in California. Uh, It was absolutely insane what these guys did. It's 3,000 feet up. They lived on the side of this thing by clipping tents to the side of the mountain and sleeping there, and it took them weeks, and it was just really cool. It's actually a documentary. It's not like a movie movie, but Dawn Wall, I gave it a B plus, only because... um, you know, I think they could have they could have maybe gone into a little more detail on some of the things about their climb. I think it would have been a little more interesting. But um, B, it was a B plus. I would definitely recommend it. You should check it out. 
especially if you like that kind of thing. Um, another movie that I watched was The Foreigner. It was a Jackie Chan movie. I believe it came out in 2017. I've had it on my computer to watch for the longest time, and I just have not been doing it. I don't know why, because my wife's not interested in it, and I don't get much time to watch movies like just on my own. Um, but So I watched it. I thought it was decent. Um, it has Pierce Brosnan also. But some of the plot points of the movie were really stupid. And I found myself saying, like, why, why would you do that? Well, like, why are you doing this right now? And usually I can suspend my disbelief with movies pretty easily. But with this one, it wasn't even, like, unbelievable things were happening. Like, oh, these, oh, oh my gosh, it's crazy. Like, he flipped this car over. Like, it wasn't anything like that. But it was just like, why are you making that decision? Right? It was just, like, really, it was odd. So I, I gave it a C minus. Like it had some cool scenes. Um, I like seeing Jackie Chan. I thought he did a good job in the role. But overall, Pierce Brosnan was a bad guy, which was interesting. But but I but he wasn't really the bad. I don't know. He he was the bad guy, but not really. It was very weird. C minus for that. And then um, uh, a newer movie that was out on Netflix called Always Be My Maybe. Um, it has uh, the comedian lady. I don't know her name. It's got another Asian guy sorry i don't know their names and uh there's a huge cameo by keanu reeves in it he was the best part of the movie but i thought the movie overall was pretty good it had some funny scenes it wasn't as funny as other romantic comedies it was pretty cookie cutter in terms of um how romantic comedies go where two people don't think like people like well this one's actually different because it went back to when they were kids like they liked each other when they were kids they grew apart they came back together but like they didn't you know like being together together was like off limits but of course they you know whatever they fell in love again and then they something happened and then they split up and then they got back together again i mean it's like very cookie cutter um but there were some funny scenes i actually thought like some of the original music for the movie was really good it was really funny some of the raps that the main character did were really good and actually the um the end song that plays during the credits i thought was really funny uh i don't care if it's a spoiler or not it's a song called i punched keanu reeves and it's it was actually pretty funny so i thought that was cool uh so i gave always be my maybe a b um decent but not amazing right so there's your five movie reviews in maybe five minutes or less and now we are moving on to the fish tank topic of the week which is aquarium blackouts so um it was actually hard for me to find a whole lot on blackouts because maybe they call it something different but not too many websites have actually written articles about them i have a lot of forums that i love perusing through that we'll talk through uh here shortly but um i did find um kind of a, a summary of blacking out it's called blackout treatment um and it's on aquasabi dot com aquasabi wasabi that's only for the old folks uh budweiser commercial back in the day so anyway um i'm gonna read through this <clears throat> and then i'm gonna read through the forums to see what people actually think about it uh, i'll give you my thoughts about it and uh then we'll move on to the fish of the week and we'll wrap it up here okay so uh blackout treatment the so-called blackout treatment is a relatively easy non-invasive measure to rid an aquarium of algae it is efficient against blue-green algae, cyano, most filamentous green algae, and algae films. This method is totally inefficient against red algae, though. 
During a blackout treatment, the aquarium is shaded off against all light during several days. You should not only switch off all aquarium light, but also prevent side light from entering the tank. Dark cardboard or pieces of cloth are a good means of shutting out all light. During the blackout, it is very important to keep the tank well aerated. Simple measures that help move the water surface more intensively, for example, are for example setting the filter outlet higher or installing an air stone. Make sure you keep the organic load in the water down and feed only sparingly. Shut off your CO2 supply and abstain from adding liquid fertilizers. This is probably for planted aquariums. Remove the algae as thoroughly as possible manually or by siphoning them off before you start the blackout treatment. I, I partially disagree with that. All right. The lack of light weakens all organisms that rely on photosynthesis. As a rule, aquatic plants or coral can deal with this treatment a lot better than algae. Only black out your tank as long as, the, as long as the algae need to disappear. The use of algae eating animal aquarium animals can speed up this process considerably. Um, a maximum time frame would be two weeks. Wowzers. Um, if you have blah, blah, blah. Okay. During the treatment, you ought to peep into your tank every three to four days to check out on the algae and the state of your plants and animals. For feeding your aquarium inhabitants, you can switch the lights on briefly. Um, after the completion of the blackout treatment, you should bring your aquarium back to its original state with the exception of algae. Do a large water change as the dying algae can pollute the water considerably. Um, blah, blah, blah. Uh, important. A blackout treatment will remove the algae rather easily. However, it does not remove the reason why the algae pro proliferated. It is really important to find out why this happened in the first place to take countermeasures or else there may be another algae outbreak. Algae growth is often furthered by a nutrient imbalance and for this reason it is important to check the water parameters of the aquarium. Blah 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 Aquasabi, thank you for your very good description of an aquarium blackout. Now, um, let's hit the forms, shall we? Uh, let's see. We're going to do, we're actually doing um, Aquaria Central, which is a generic site, theplantedtank.net, which is a freshwater aquarium plant site, and then Reef to Reef. So we get a full balance of all viewpoints that's what we're going for right down the middle we're not making um any claims here because we don't want to upset anyone or offend anyone because we only have five viewers anyway listeners so man you lose you know two viewers bro you're down to like three anyway all right let's go to aquarius central here i'm just gonna read maybe one page of each um, so I don't take too long. Uh, this first dude is called, his name is Chicklin Chicklin. I have thoroughly cleaned my 29 gallon planted tank as much as a much cyano as I possibly could get. So that way when I do a blackout, I won't get an ammonia spike from dead cyano. What are the procedures for a blackout? How many days? What to cover the tank with? Should I doze ferts, fertilizer or feed during this time? Um, so he's asking questions. So here are the responses of some people on this forum. Mgamer2000, okay. Turn off all lights, cover the tank, don't look in. Many people use blankets. You can use whatever you want as long as it blocks the light. No ferts or food. Lower chance of any fish plant problem shipping. What? Some of the plants might wilt a little, but they really shouldn't be a problem at all. 
Um, this next person just has more questions, so he is worthless to me or she. Um, nobody's worthless. Um, come on. I'm just. It's just a joke. Uh, the Zygmunt, he wrote. Um, I don't know about blacking out a tank, but aluminum. What is what? This guy says blackouts don't work. The Zygmunt, okay. He says blackouts don't work. They are a hassle, and in the end, there's no guarantee it will work. You will starve your plants for the duration of the blackout. In order for it to be effective, it has to be total and continuous for several days. Even letting light in as you feed your fish can stall the prog the progress. Cyanobacteria is a bacteria, not really an algae. If you want to get rid of it for good, once and for all, use something. It's like a chemical. Um, Cichlid Cichlid's back, and he says, "How many days do I do it for? Three? Please let me know so I can so I can please let me know so I can cover is tomorrow, or should I just get the chemical stuff? MG, please help me. MG Gamer writes back, three to four is common." Um, does lowering the temp help? He says, not that I know of. And then do you do water changes during a blackout? He said, no. Um, okay. This, man, these, here's somebody else. Tanker, he writes, I've done blackouts a few times in my, few times in my life. It works great. I have a customer, customer, black felt cover, which I sewed together. I think it means custom. Cover 10 completely, no light coming in at all. Turn off the lights, CO2, nice to have it. Nice to have an air stone, but not needed. Feed well. Do a large water change the day before. Cover the tank completely for four to five days. Do not look or peek into the tank. On the day of the opening, feed well. and Do another large water change. <laughs> then continue as if the blackout never happened. All right, so there we go. There's Aquarius Central. Um, Plant a tank. I'm going to blow through a few of these. Johnny Doe says, I've been struggling with brown algae and hair algae, and I just blacked out my tank. Uh, two days in and no more visible al algae. Um, the original post was a three-day blackout actually works. Okay, so this is people <clears throat> responding. Uh, Plant Brain writes, for mild cases, it can work. For more pervasive out, for more pervasive hair algae, no way. Smiley face. Um, let's see. Uh, Brian S, no relation to me, uh, Brian B, I never cared much for the blackout periods. I tried it once, but common sense told me that there's no use for it when other measures can be used first. Light CO2 among the first, patience of course being the foremost. In nature, I don't believe there are any blackout periods, at least not past dawn. I had a green, oh, the next person wrote his name, he or she, a Gimlin. I had a green water issue. I did a four-day blackout. And it all went away. Um, Dark Cobra said, if you go the trash bag route, don't seal the top of the aquarium or use an aerator. Oxygen still needs to get in. All right, so that's enough on planted tanks. So we got some opinions there. Uh, reef to reef. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm running way over. The title of the topic is three-day blackout. Um, let's see here. Uh, oh my gosh these people are not even like getting to the point okay all right so reef to reef 
man, these reef, these saltwater tank people, man, they just like to hear themselves talk, man. These, these wall of text didn't read. Wall of text didn't read. Um, that was a joke because I I talk a lot on this podcast. That was a joke. <laughs> my my self awareness is not not that lacking, ladies and gentlemen. It's not that lacking. All right. So my opinions on an aquarium blackout, they work. They do work. Uh, the people on here that say, oh, they don't work, blah, 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 they're full of crap. They do work. However, uh, the first website, Aquasabi, was right on when they said, it's not going to solve your problem, right? Um, essentially, I've done blackouts a few times. I am doing a, spoiler alert, I'm doing a blackout on my five-gallon Pico Reef now because the Pico Reef has gotten out of hand. I don't keep up with it, and algae has absolutely taken over. Now, I can easily siphon it out of the sand, but then I suck up a lot of sand and I got to clean it. Um, It's hard to get off the rocks. It's hard to scrape off the rocks. Um, Some of the stuff on the sides of the tank is easy to get off, but then you need to siphon it out of there. So the reason that I like to do blackouts is to essentially give you a chance to start over, right? Like you do a blackout, all of your algae disappears, then you definitely need to do a large water change and you need to start keeping up with your tank. Then your algae won't come back. But if you just do the blackout and continue doing things the way you were doing before, you're going to get the algae back. And maybe that's why some people say blackouts don't work. But if you, if your intention of using the blackout is to just help yourself start fresh and start taking care of your tank the way you should, then it absolutely works. It absolutely works. And I'm going to show you guys that on a future video on the uh, Fish Tank Guy YouTube channel where I'm doing a blackout right now, and I'm going to show you the results without having cleaned the tank at all, modified it at all, siphoned it at all. You will see that the blackout works for that purpose of helping you to restart. So, There you have my opinion on the fish tank topic of the week. Now we're moving on to the fish of the week, which is the lawn mower blenny, also called the sailfin or algae blenny. I just added one of these to the fish tank tower, and this guy is freaking cool, man. And I'll tell you why he's cool, because he looks really weird. He looks like a real funny-looking creature that you wouldn't want to run into, but he's got a cool personality and... um. I don't know. He adds he adds some nice some nice character to the tank. All right. <clears throat> so, on live aquaria, the lawn. I'm gonna call it the lawnmower blenny. The lawnmower blenny. Care level easy, moderate, temperate, peaceful. Color form assorted. It's definitely assorted. Diet herbivore. Reef compatible. Yes. Uh, max size five inches. Minimum tank size thirty gallons. I have them in a twenty gallon. All right. Let's read the overview. Here we go. The lawnmower Blenny is notable for its unique looks and winning personality. With a mottled tan color, oversized eyes, and typical body shape of the Blenendae family, the lawnmower Blenny adds visual appeal to any marine aquarium. But despite its tendency to grow an impressive 5 inches in size in the home aquarium, the lawnmower Blenny remains peaceful, active, and therefore fun to observe. Also referred to as blah, blah, blah. like other blennies, it will perch on live rock, hide in, hide in caves, hop across the substrate, and graze on microalgae. Therefore, it requires a larger system with a variety of live rock and rock work. The lawnmower blenny is peaceful towards other fish unless the tank made is similar in shape or appearance to the blenny. It is best to house him singly, 
unless kept in a larger aquarium and the two are a mated pair. It is known to nip at small polyped stony coral and clam mantles. It does best in a well-established aquarium with large amounts of natural algae to feed on. The diet can be supplemented with vegetable matter, spirulina, and herbivore preparations. Oh, snap. We got some testimonials, ladies and gentlemen. <coughs> I'm at 40 minutes and my voice ain't hacking it. Um, Brandon D. from North, North Miami Beach, Florida. I keep five. Wow. In my 55-gallon aquarium for detritus removal, they do require algae to feed on, but will mainly but will eat meaty preparations or whatever the eel leaves behind. They are a very animated fish and a good choice for large community tanks. <coughs> Richard, Richard from Texas, Corpus Christi, Texas, always seem to be eating. Very animated. He is neat to watch and isn't scared of anything or anyone. I get a lot of comments on how unusual he is. He does. He, they look really cool. Chris G. from Scarsdale, New York said, Hey, this is the best blenny ever. I don't know if Scarsdale is anywhere near New York City, and I don't know if that's a New York City accent, but I'm going to do it. This is the best blenny ever. He's got a lot of personality, and it's super interesting to watch. When I feed my other fish, I put some nori on a veggie clip. Him and my scopas tang go to town on that. I recommend this fish to anyone who wants an interesting fish who will take care of algae as well. Um, Ted B. from Houston, Texas. I just got my first one a few weeks ago and definitely will not be my last. I previously had a problem with hair algae no matter what I did. It still grew on a particular piece of live rock. But after two days, not a trace was left. Now he has cleaned off all the intakes and power heads. He works on the glass in the hard reach areas. I love this fish. It is very entertaining the way it seems to watch me as I watch him. All right, thanks, Ted B. Thanks to all you folks on Live Aquaria for your customer testimonials. Check out the lawnmower blenny. That thing's the bomb. I'll put a link to it in the video description on YouTube for you podcast listeners. Fend for yourselves. Fend for yourselves. So, uh, all right. Hey, uh, I'm the Fish Tank Guy. Thank you so much for checking out the Fish Tank Guy podcast today and always. Today was episode 16. Maybe some of you have listened to all 16. If you have, I salute you and I thank you for your service to the fish tank and aquarium community. I would like to continue growing this podcast, maybe invite other people on board. There aren't many fish tank aquarium podcasts out there, and a lot of the ones that I have found are way too in-depth for um, a casual, hardcore aquarium enthusiasts they talk for hours about like chemicals and stuff like that i just can't do it right but i think it's cool it would be cool to have some potential guests on in the future have some conversations about what they do with their aquariums if they're on youtube like how they started um any advice they might have for people out there and then just talk to them about life a little bit too um because i think that is uh interesting right everybody's you know everybody's dealing with life here we're not just all all dabbling in our aquariums all the time so um anyway thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast i'm gonna try to get you an episode out early in july uh maybe in two weeks if i can i'm gonna do my best uh and so anyway i hope you guys are having a great summer so far 
Take it in, especially if you live up north like me. Take in every good day of weather that you get. Enjoy it to its fullest. Enjoy life to the to its fullest. Every day is a blessing. So, um, all right, thank you guys. Have a good day, and um, I'll see you guys later. Bye.